0: Hey, everybody. This is Addison Berry, and you're listening to the Oseo Labs podcast, the show that explores the question, how can we create sustainable businesses that care for people and make the world a better place? On today's episode, I'm joined by my colleague, Amber Matz. This is episode number six, and we're going to chat about the book, Who Do We Choose to Be? Facing Reality, Claiming Leadership, Restoring Sanity by Margaret Wheatley. This is a pretty sobering book that takes a hard look at where we are in the world today. We're given a good dose of science and history that walks us through the collapse of civilizations and the necessary components for survival. Not in a zombie apocalypse way, though. But how do we keep our humanity? How do we lead towards a future through dark times? For each chapter, you get some science and then a breakdown of the topic from the perspectives in the title Facing Reality, Claiming Leadership, and Restoring Sanity. Which lays out her ideas on the path through it with a focus on sanity, humanity, and compassion. I actually originally read this book last year and then reread it to do this podcast along with Amber. And I'm super curious to talk about this book because I find this book fascinating. So I'm excited to to talk about it and with somebody else who's read it on the team. And so we'll just dive straight in. What was your overall impression? What do you think of this book?
1: My overall impression of this book was that it it was it's it was stunning not in the like stunning, oh, this is so beautiful, it's stunning in the I'm stunned, like I'm kind <laughs> of shocked and like oh, oh okay things are as bad as I thought. It was really kind of affirming in that way. It's just having, you know, three years of discussions, mostly with my husband during the <laughs> pandemic and everything else that happened. And it was just validating in a way mm-hmm. to have like the things that we were talking about. And we like, am I, you know, these kind of, are we crazy or is the world crazy? Like what, Who? <laughs> -hmm. What is happening here? Where's the sanity? Where's the, you know, where's that line? So it was my overall impression was it was very thought-provoking and validating kind of at the same time. So it was one of those. Yeah. Recommend Mm -hmm. this
0: book to people? Or who would you recommend it to? Might be a better question. I don't know.
1: I would the thing that kind of keeps me from recommending it to anyone and everyone is the feeling I had when I was reading it was that the audience is for like leader people, like definite leaders
0: Mm. and
1: like people who are in kind of leadership roles and that's how they think of themselves or they're just, they're in that mindset of leadership, whether they have an official role or not, they're in the mindset of being a leader. And whether that's in their community or their workplace or an organization or whatever. And, you know, I haven't thought of myself as a leader in so many years Mm. that it was like, I haven't thought in those terms or I haven't had that mindset um, in terms of how can I be of service to those around me or like, you know, kind of that servant leadership kind of mindset. Mm. That was something that was kind of, it was both interesting, but also I kind of felt a little disconnected, like, Mm -hmm. oh, there's a lot behind what she's saying. There's a lot of thought and a lot of people think about this stuff all the time. And this felt like a, a survey of, of a lot of different schools of thought, you know, and it just felt, it was a little bit overwhelming in that regard. And a little bit, I kind of struggled to connect with the the ultimate kind of call to action of how can you contribute to this world? you know, it the world being as what it is. So I found that the kind of thought exercise is interesting and I think it's interesting for anyone to kind of who's been struggling to make sense of the world it, Gives you some interesting things to think about, an interesting framework, an interesting perspective from different, you know, his history, science, mm-hmm. neurobiology, you know, all sorts of different perspectives. So I think it was helpful in that regard, but I'm still kind of grappling with the call to action. Like, what does mm-hmm. that mean for me? So that was so, kind of, I I don't know. Yeah. Right.
0: If you so if you were recommend Mending it to somebody, would you recommend it to people who are in leadership roles already? And like like other people sort of like have a a caveat or uh, maybe read something else first to warm
1: you up or something or? Well, for example, I, I was camping with my family and my brother is a professor, of you know, in the university, and he's also recently taken on a, a leadership position in mm-hmm. in a church. And so I, I absolutely recommended it to him and I talked to mm-hmm. him about it. And I thought it would be an interesting thing for him to read and also even something to bring his students through. Mm. And so I definitely recommended it to him um, because he's in a position of influencing and and leading young people who are trying to make sense of the world and what their place is in it Mm -hmm. and who are grappling with a lot of kind of big questions about the future. So absolutely, I recommended it to him. I kind of struggled to recommend it to other people. I read passages Mm -hmm. to my husband, but I wouldn't outright like recommend it wholesale to anyone because I think it would just be kind of lost on them. Like Mm -hmm. it, it, they wouldn't really see the point. I think the appeal is to see the, the different perspectives she was talking about her Mm -hmm. perspectives on what's happening in the world. I think that's very kind of universally interesting But like I said, it's like the kind of the call to action, like the contribution piece I think would be kind of
0: just because like,
1: we're still kind of in this insular, we're just kind of trying to protect ourselves a bit. We're kind of in this self-protective mode where we're just like, world Mm -hmm. is going a little nuts and we're trying to kind of insulate ourselves from that instead of in the mindset of, okay, how can we serve in this capacity or be islands of sanity to those around us. So for me, it was like a, it's a personal growth call to action. Like, how can I grow and be in a position to where I can be an island of sanity, which is a term she uses as a part of her Mm -hmm. call to action. And so it just kind of made me aware of the gap between where I am personally and where I would need to be in order to contribute in the way that she is calling people to.
0: Right. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, of course, like, I guess I'm in a leadership role, right? So for me, that is not a thing that sort of occurred to me. And this leads to, and we have talked about this, we've talked about this on the team. I want us to do another podcast on what is leadership.
1: Sure. Because a lot Mm -hmm. of people
0: don't identify as leaders who actually are leaders. They just don't Mm -hmm. know it to recognize it. So, that's a mm-hmm. whole separate conversation that we will not right. dive into here. <laughs> um, but I I find it interesting. So I think like that is a critical question, though, which is why I want to do a whole podcast on it, because mm-hmm. I see that theme rising over and over and over again mm-hmm. um, in lots of different facets. But back to having this book feel sort of like a, I, I don't know, like an enlightening to sort of where mm-hmm. you are where things are and where you might want to be do you feel like it could do that for other people too to just sort of be like i'm not a leader but i get what she's saying and i want to i want to be able to take action Mm -hmm. so something's got to change in order for me to come back to this book in a year and Mm-hmm. or you know what I mean like do you think yeah. or do you think it's just on average too too overwhelming for, so my take on it is that I think this book is amazing and it definitely mm-hmm. made me feel not alone yes and not crazy in my yes. dark cynicism that I lived in mm-hmm. for a long time and and it sort of validated all of that Mm-hmm. And then gave me this thread of hope that I previously had not been able to see in that mm-hmm. mess, you know. Mm-hmm. But I agree that recommending it is, I would definitely recommend it because I, I find it just a really fascinating book. And also, someone needs to be prepared to be overwhelmed. <laughs> like, Yeah. Uh, it, I, when the first time I read this book, I felt dumped into the deep end. Uh, Like, it's very overwhelming. There's, like, a lot of information. A lot of it kind of coming at you. And I find it... I'd be like, oh, wow, this is a really good point. And then, you know, three pages later, oh, my gosh, this is a really good point. And I would forget the other point because I was was just being fed all of this new, really interesting stuff, and my brain just sort of couldn't keep up. And then on this Mm -hmm. second read-through... Having an idea of what was going on and having mm-hmm. been book before, I could pace myself better and sort of absorb the things that I wanted to focus on better. Mm-hmm. So recommending it to someone, but also maybe having the caveat of just don't get overwhelmed with the whole thing. Take the bits that you want from it and then maybe come back to it again. at a a later point because it's it's a lot it's it's definitely a huge dump of information and perspective and new ways of thinking and it can be a little tiring
1: I think that I'm glad that I read it all the way through and I felt those feelings of overwhelm and validation as well I would like to read it again but in in more of a kind of a devotional kind of journal sort of a way mm-hmm. like take one s ass- read it's basically a series of essays mm-hmm. and and read one essay at a time and do and write write something you
0: right. know
1: like mm-hmm. basically journal through it right and Absor- absorb
0: absorb happening there yeah
1: yeah she does i mean she does recommend doing such a thing you know like she does she does prepare you you know, she's like, "This is going to be overwhelming. You should take your time." That's why there are images through. It. All of those things are. She's aware of, totally. of how o- overwhelming it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I I feel like it's it's a good book to spend some time with and to study. Mm-hmm. And if it's not this kind of fast food, quick read sort of a book, it's a good I, study group. Yeah, book.
0: yeah, over yeah, over you know a couple months. Of yeah. like really taking your time to read, think, write, talk about it, mm-hmm. sort of absorb that thing, and then move on to the next. Absolutely, yeah, I, I feel like that would actually be a really cool, mm-hmm. cool process uh, to do with this book in particular. Yeah.
1: I absolutely agree. I would definitely recommend it as a study
0: group discussion book. I think you, it's. Hmm. This gives, definitely gives me an idea to try and start something like this because I think it yeah. would be a, a fun way to get through this book. Fun. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. do you So you were saying in terms of the call to action didn't resonate as well because you weren't, you're like, where, how, where, wow. or how, what? And then, so I'm just curious, is there a takeaway from, for you from the book or an, an action you do want to take or a thing that you were like, I'll take this one thing from it and sort of carry forward with this for a little while kind of a thing. Is there anything like that that came out of it for you? Sure. I think that the th- the thing I took away from it was
1: that there's an alternative to this feeling of being that you're mm-hmm. being swept along this current of life at a, you know, I did a lot of whitewater rafting in my youth <laughs> and it feels like that's how life feels for me right now. And it's felt like that for a long time where I'm just being swept along and you're just doing your best to avoid obstacles and stay in the boat. And when you fall out Mm -hmm. of the raft, getting back into it as quickly as possible. So that's how, that's the feeling I have in this kind of anxiety, you know, kind of thrilling anxiety of survival, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of lessening as, you know, things have kind of calmed down in my mind anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just the alternative being to be an island of sanity and to kind of, yeah, that alternative is like a complete contrast to mm-hmm. this feeling of being swept along a river. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I find that it's important for me to have people who are those islands and so like, I see the benefit of it mm-hmm. and how much it's helped me. And so to do that in turn for other people is a real, it's a, it's a real challenge. I think that the, the reason why the call to action is hard for me to relate to, it's, it's not so much that it's hard for me to relate to. It's just, it's such a challenging prospect to think about mm. because I still feel like I'm on the needful end of that, where it's something that I need in my life mm-hmm. and to turn around and be that for someone else is that that seems like a no a good thing to do, whether or not I you know, and, and, really and the challenge and hard to do. And so the challenge is she even says this like we need stable people to be islands of sanity. And I'm not trying to say I'm instable, but it mm-hmm. feels like I do feel like
0: mm-hmm.
1: my you know that there is a a measure of instability. And so the the reason why the call to action is hard for me is because it's it's such a challenge to think about. It's just it's mm-hmm. not how I've thought of myself or how I can contribute. So it's just a real wake up call and it's it's a it's a it's something that I'm going to continue to think about. I do plan on rereading this and going through it a little more slowly and doing some writing along with it, some journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, It'd be great to do a discussion group with it too and, you know, have people to talk about it with because it's just, there's just this gap. So the takeaway is yes, there's an alternative to feeling kind of swept along the insanity of this world and that you can actually be an island of sanity. You can be an advocate for other people and you can you can serve in in a world that is kind of crumbling around you right so that's kind of a heady call to action actually
0: it is yeah for sure and i would say like the definitely there's essentially this this idea of of creating islands of of sanity as the Mm -hmm. world crumbles around us and my take on that because that is like an overwhelming individual task. My mm. take on that is an island is not a person, right? An mm. island is a community of people who mm. are helping each other do mm. this hard work. Mm. So that mm-hmm. it's not, I have to become this like island of sanity that mm. others can then attach to. But it's more like, can can two or three of us hold on to each other? and help anchor each other Mm -hmm. and help build each other up yeah and and like that and like i think that's where for me that's really what the community part of this is that she's speaking of is like you're Mm -hmm. not gonna do this alone yeah and how do we you know provide this but like you know, nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to be able to be this perfect island of sanity yeah. in and of themselves. But if you have multiple people who are working together to create this island of sanity, you don't have mm-hmm. to hold it up 100% of the time all by yourself and, and support everybody. Then you can like get tired and others will support you and right. pass it around. You know,
1: yeah. that does sound. a a lot more appealing than trying to <laughs> transform myself into some sort of magical superhero beacon of yeah. foundation yeah. doesn't seem possible totally
0: yeah i think my takeaway again beyond sort of what you're saying like this this idea of yeah it's all going to hell in a handbasket but here is something that you can still do that is that mm-hmm. is meaningful in the midst of that and that's such a it was such a a light that came into my life and so that is just a wonderful takeaway from the book period in terms of more practical aspects of it I guess the whole it's like she has like you know chapters and she works through but she starts off essentially talking about identity and then perception and all of the various ways that we identify and that you have to have this permeable barrier. So you have to have a barrier. You have to have an identity, but it has to be permeable to information in order to survive. Yeah. That's like sort of the thrust of a lot of her like scientific uh, social stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just really made me this time reading it, it really made me stop and think about what identity is and how do you identify an Island of Sanity? How do you, keep that identity healthy you right know? and of course you know i mean i think about this in terms of my whole life also specifically here talking about it with, with you and reading in the context of this mm-hmm. podcast i think about it at work right like we have this team we're this tiny little company and we have an identity and we we are building our own island of sanity in, mm-hmm. in this world right now so, so what does that actually look like in mean in terms of what she's talking about, mm-hmm. um, with identity and perception and this permeability and, you know, information is not data. Like it, they're, those are two different things. And so any, anyway, for me, I'm like, huh, this is something I really want to think about within specific context of identity in my life. And, you know, we have an upcoming retreat in about a mm-hmm. month or so. And I'm like, I, I want us to sit down and talk about, our identity. Yeah. As a, as a group and, you know, what we're doing and how we are learning and how are we surviving and how do we, how do we see that happening and just bringing it to consciousness. Yeah. Instead of, I mean, we have our values listed and we have our mission and our vision, but that's part of identity, but that's not all of it. And I feel like Mm -hmm. it's a, I think it's a good thing to explore in multiple places, like, you know, within your family, within your you know, various groups. So that's one of the big things I took out of this reading of it was hmm. really just sort of stopping and taking a step back and really thinking about this identity and and what is an island of sanity from that perspective that she actually raises in the book. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's what's kicking in my head these days. Really and good. We'll yeah. be showing up at the team retreat in a few weeks.
1: <laughs> I look forward to that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. I guess we're we're already sort of running down on time. I mean, we could launch into the whole thing about the progress trap and technology, but I think that's going to take a lot longer than the time that we have left. This yeah. Podcast. It's so that could be an yeah. interesting, potentially an interesting <laughs> future podcast, maybe. But so maybe we can just wrap up with sort of do you have any other sort of last thoughts or anything? that we might've missed talking about points that you wanted to, to raise.
1: I was just remembering one of the, the other kind of main things that I thought was really helpful about this book was the different ways and different perspectives in which that, that she provides help, help you to accept reality for what it is and
0: Mm.
1: to not be sugarcoating in and she, you know, has this little thing on hopium and (laughs) as an optimist myself, like a lot of, who really had my optimism dismantled in the past few years, it was, I think it's a really important thing to, Mm -hmm. especially in the world of generative AI and all of the things and all of the misinformation and disinformation. And she talks about that in the book as well. And mm-hmm. all the propaganda and everything, how how challenging it is to discern reality and oh, to yeah. discern truth. And it's so hard and it's getting, it's going to get harder. It's really chaotic and intentionally made difficult. It's not even subtle. It's like fun for people now to like distort reality. To it's like entertainment. People. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was a really important, that was one of those validating things like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it is hard to figure out what is reality and what is the truth. And it's very difficult. And there's a lot of different disciplines out there, Mm -hmm. you know, history, science, you know, many different things that, that can contribute to helping us understand how we're perceiving the world and how those lenses affect our perception and just being aware of what how you're perceiving things so that you can step outside that getting even more perspective get perspective on your perspective it was really kind (laughs) of meta you know to really understand how it is that you're taking in the world and question that so that you can be a better so that you can better understand the actual reality. And to not feel like to be, to be able to contend with that and just accept it instead of sugarcoating it or anything else, like trying Mm -hmm. to believe that it's going to be somewhat different. And, and I, that really resonated with me. And it was something that I felt was critical during the last few years, especially with, with the pandemic is understanding reality. Like Yes, mm-hmm. this is reality and yes, it's this bad. And this is what how we need to respond and how we need to support each other. So in that sense, I absolutely I think that's what she's saying mm-hmm. is we need to understand reality and all of its truth, in all of its harshness, and thus this is how we need to support each other. And right. And but respond. don't pretend
0: this isn't happening and then behave as if it isn't happening. Yeah. Right. That's like
1: yeah, that's where the conspiracy theories theories and the and the communities that are just kind of living outside of reality in their own bubbles, that's how those are born because they're not accepting reality. So, yeah. yeah. I would recommend this book if especially mm-hmm. if you can find someone to discuss it with. And mm-hmm. if you can read it with someone or like I am going to do, spend some time with it and be journaling through it. So, Mm-hmm. Um, understanding that is for an audience of leaders, but you don't necessarily like for me, like mm-hmm. maybe I just I'm not maybe I'm a leader and I just don't even know it, you know, uh, and
0: yeah, just not to like no spoilers, but you are so, but we'll talk about that on another podcast We'll talk about because yeah everybody, everybody on this team who's been on this podcast needs to have this conversation apparently again, <laughs> again. but yes, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, cool. Yeah. And I would say for anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you are curious about this book, or if you read this book and got completely overwhelmed by it, if you want to have some kind of discussion or study partner or group, mm-hmm. or like that, reach out to us and let us know. Like we are, yeah. we are down for that. And <laughs> I'm uh, sure I would love to have other people read this book and talk about it and try to yes. f- muddle through it together. So anyway, mm-hmm. if, if you're listening and you're interested. Drop us a line, and and we will we will definitely respond and and mm-hmm. open arms. Well, thank you very much, Ma'am. Thanks for reading it. Thanks for for getting yeah. through it and and the conversation. And you know, obviously, there will be more conversing on this one for sure. Absolutely, coming soon. Hey, so thanks for listening, and let us know if you have questions, comments, or suggestions for what you'd like to hear more about. You can find all of the various ways to reach us on our website at That's osiolabs.com. That's O-S-I-O-L-A-B-S dot com. Also, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your podcast provider of choice. We'll catch you on the next episode.